Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. Hey guys, and welcome back to Ladies Who Law School podcast. I'm Haley. And I'm Sam. So Samantha, what have you been up to on your last few weeks of summer? Well, I've been traveling for the past two weeks. Um, I went to North Carolina for a little bit, and then I went back to Georgia to visit my parents because they recently moved back. But yeah, I guess the most memorable part was I visited UGA, so the University of Georgia. That was my undergrad. And last year when I graduated in May, I basically had to hop in the car right after graduation and drive down to Florida because I was starting work and I, you know, didn't get to walk under the arch, which is like a rite of passage as an alumni. Yeah. Is that a tradition or tell me a little bit more about that? Cause I was wondering about that. So basically there's a myth that if you walk under the arch in undergrad, like underneath it, that you won't graduate on time or you won't graduate at all. So, you know, you avoid it in undergrad, you avoid it like the plague, like you see people walking around it, you know, you see people like stopping themselves as they're about to like possibly walk under it. Like if you're on your phone distracted or something, like I've definitely almost done it. But also now that I'm thinking about it, it's probably good that I didn't walk under it when I graduated because even though I graduated, I still had a summer class to complete. Oh yeah. So now that I'm thinking back, like it didn't, it just wouldn't have worked out at that time. Anyways. I mean, maybe I would have failed that last class oh, to graduate, you know, and I wouldn't be in law school. So, you know, so basically you got to go back, walk under the arch now that you're officially done with undergrad and, you know, with your first year of law school, it kind of just really solidifies it all for you. I feel like. I know it was just crazy to think that like the whole reason I transferred to Georgia was because I knew I wanted to go to law school. Like every single day I was showing John all the buildings where I would have class. And one of my buildings was, um, overlooking the law school. Mm -hmm. And, um, I remember I was telling him like, you know, every single day walking to class, like I'd see the law school and I would study outside the law school and like manifest it. Like I'm going to be in law school. I'm going to be in law school and just kind of like be around it all the time. And then we got to, I got, I showed him the law school because if anyone knows, like Georgia was my dream school. Um, but yeah. What, What is Georgia ranked? So UGA is ranked 31. 
Wow. I mean, I think it would be, I think it's a lot of people's dream school. I mean, obviously. So you manifested it by sitting outside of the law school and studying. I love that. That's awesome. And you literally went to University of Georgia so that you could go to law school. So, I mean, I don't think there's any better time that you could have walked under this said arch and completed this tradition and, you know, really like saw yourself in that position that's really exciting yeah and you look so happy and cute and i loved it oh thanks i was gonna wear my ladies who law school sweatshirt as i walked under but it was so hot and i was all kinds of yeah. sweaty and it was just not gonna happen so sorry guys but it's, it's august i think everyone understands i mean in the south it's pretty brutal oh my gosh yeah you guys are should be happy if you're not in the south yeah but um what have you been up to since i've been gone it's literally been two and a half weeks since we've seen each other. Yep. So I know I was really excited to see you again in person, but really I've just been, you know, finishing up the internship and now just this past week prepping for school, getting ready, just organizing myself, cleaning up the house, just, yeah, just getting basically everything organized and clean in the way I wanted it and knew where things were. So whenever the time came, I would know where everything is. But yeah, I started reading for classes and me and Samantha are basically in all the same classes. We're taking constitutional law and evidence. Those are two of the biggest ones. Legal professions. Some people also call it like a professional responsibility. Um, that's the class that we'll be taking the MPRE in October for. And yeah, so I've just been listening to different, you know, audiobooks and reading up about the class and looking at people's past outlines and just different things like that. Totally wish I could have spent this last week reading and prepping, but you know, I was on vacation and yeah, you just have to enjoy yourself. Though. You know, sometimes you gotta give yourself a break. i I think if I had all my books with me back in Georgia, like I probably would have and I probably would have been stressed out a long time ago. I think too, that's something that I've learned about my peers and different people in law school. You know, you have to do what's good for yourself and not, you know, be swayed by peer pressure because it's really easy to do that. I know all of us work at different paces. Some of us get much more worried and stressed out about certain things than others. And you learn that about your friends too. You learn like what they can't do without and you kind of just learn to work with that. So, I mean, yeah, it's interesting because it wasn't really stressful for me. I enjoy getting organized and like the prep work to do the hard work because the hard work's no fun in my opinion. You know, I love being organized and like using my pins and writing agency really pretty on stuff, you know? So I didn't do as much reading as I liked, but I like, I was listening to those, you know, audiobooks, which I'm a big, obviously podcast person. So it was nice to listen to those. Our school has a West Academic e-subscription and that's how I listen to them. So if your school doesn't offer that, you should talk to them about it and maybe get the library to, you know, maybe persuade them to get it because it's super helpful. And I really have enjoyed um, having the opportunity to get all of these eBooks online for us because I know that when I asked just a few days ago on Instagram about con law, someone even gave a book that is on the West Academic. So that's awesome. What is that book? If you don't, if you remember the name, 
Kemerinsky's principles and policies for con law. That is what one of our listeners told us was her saving grace. So I immediately went and looked that up and saved it as my favorite so I can access it like offline on my phone because there's an app to download and you can download it on your computer too. So, and that's an audiobook too? No, that's not an audiobook. That's just a regular old uh, book. textbook. But you know what would be nice with the iPad you can get on there? Right with it. True. And yeah. I guess. Announcement: Haley has decided to join the iPad gang. So yes, I have, and I I don't know if anyone knows this, but all the Apple stores are closed, so I had to order it. So it's taking a little bit to come, but I'm excited. I'm going to do like the first two weeks, I guess, until I get it just normal written note style, and then I'm thinking I'm just going to take pictures of what I've written and then just upload it as PDF onto the pad. Also, I know a lot of you guys messaged us from our last episode when we mentioned the iPad and Haley found a really great deal with like a student discount. So what was that deal exactly? So we can link that below. Yeah. So on Apple, there's the education discount and basically it's like $20, $30 off the iPad Air, which is the one that we have. And then it's maybe even like the same off the iPad Pro, and then you get free AirPods with it. So that's cool. I know I love AirPods. Um, I just recently joined that as well, that train. So, and then you have to buy the pin separate, but it comes out to a pretty good price. And like I said, you're getting the AirPods for free and a discount as compared to like even buying it to Best Buy or anywhere like that. Cause it is the iPad Air, it's not the seventh generation other iPad. I think that that one is basically sold out unless like one store has one still. I think a lot of people are actually switching to iPad. I know OU was giving iPads to all their law students. Um, So maybe your school's doing that too. So whenever I posted on Instagram about the con law, you know, tips and tricks, I tried to share some. I know so like basically about half as many people that submitted tips and tricks asked, please, I don't have any tips or tricks, but please share this. So we wanted to make sure and share it with all of you guys. Like I said about the book, we will link that below at least like where you can buy it. And I, we also got the comment many times, which I just want to go ahead and start with this one. Don't try to make bright line rules happen. LOL. That's a mean girl. So I like that. But Brightline rules in con law just don't really exist. I've heard that many times now after listening to one of those audiobooks and just reading through all of these, you kind of have to keep yourself really organized. You know, reading the dissents are really important. These are constitutional arguments. Like these are some of the brightest minds making both sides of the argument. So I can totally see why the dissent is important too. One of the, one of our listeners wrote, I can be of no assistance because I blacked it all from my memory. Good luck. Like little sweating face. And I'm just like, okay, that is how I feel about a lot of things. So I can't wait to take this class because that's probably all I'm going to feel after. We also had one that said that they took it 17 years ago and that they still get flashbacks. So, you know, we love how you guys are honest with us because I can already tell that this is going to be one of those classes that you're going to, you know, probably think about 10 years down the line and be like, yikes. So... Ooh, another book book was the Short and Happy Guide to Con Law. We'll link that one below too. I I love the Short and Happy Guides. Those are really good supplements to get. We use them through our subscription with the law library. So totally check it out. So 
making timelines for the case and where it falls with the amendments was one of the tips. Also, a lot of people said to start studying early for this subject specifically, because I guess it's super dense. Um, So we got a lot that were like, make sure you're studying like months in advance. I just keep seeing that as well. Um, History is important with the context and, you know, just like, again, with probably like a timeline so you can understand why cases matter so much and how they're important to like the shape of the country. Um, We got some that said like read every single word. Again, it's super dense. Um, I think that just means pay attention more than usual. Cause I know that like in contracts and towards and all these one L classes for us, at least like you could get to the point where you can read pretty quickly and you kind of know where to find, um, the stuff you need to be paying attention to. But I guess con law is completely different where every word matters. And also like you said, with the dissents, like pay attention to those because everyone, everyone in here was like what the judges say matter and like read all of the opinions. So yeah, We had another one that said make an attack outline with like yes, no questions to help you identify key facts and issues in the fact pattern and basically just ask a ridiculous amount of questions, you know, to your professor in office hours, probably to, you know, maybe not your peers because, you know, they might not know what's going on either, but find someone who knows what's going on, maybe an older student and help, you know, use them and ask questions. Use your teacher's office hours. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frieda McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So, if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. Also, what I liked seeing was that a lot of people said like charts and if you know me, I'm a big mm-hmm. chart girl. So knowing that con law can be kind of organized in an outline in charts was really helpful. And someone recommended to make a chart by topic and then all the cases for that topic in chronological order. Um, so I thought that was a good yes, tip. Yes, the charts, charts, charts. 
I mean, y'all saw me post my little face, like smiling. I was like, yes, we can do this. We can do charts. Um, one of the, one of the examples of a specific chart was the new deal versus now and like how particular issues have been decided during the timeline and stuff like that. Someone said to remember that it's all a balance, which means that you're going to be doing a lot of analysis Mm -hmm. and interpretation. Balancing tests. Exactly. Do you feel like you're a visual learner? I would say so for sure. Like, would that help you if you like wrote out a timeline and you're like, okay, I see Oh yeah. Like then you can kind of picture the timeline. I mean, I think that's why in like property, when we did those types of timelines, Mm -hmm. um, those are really helpful for that too. So for con law property, um, I'm trying to think of any other class that we use timelines with just those so far. Yeah. So also I think this is funny. Someone put outline maps. Okay. So like attack outlines, but then lots of color coding. I love that. (laughs) You know, that'll be me like I can color code it. Someone said that they've worried too much about the final decisions and not Mm -hmm. enough about the different views. So that's just reiterating what everyone else said. Like pay attention to all of the opinions. Yep. And reading the dissent first sometimes is better for the opinion because I think you have to approach this class, just recognize that it's going to be large, dense, organize yourself, use timeline as a reference, use time period of the case as a reference, an issue, you know, divide up the issues. It it kind of makes me like have flashbacks to contracts when we would like organize everything in charts. I feel like that's how we have to do this. Yeah. I mean, contracts can be dense as well. And I feel like the classes that are most likely to be confusing to students, charts work really well in those types of classes because it really does give you a visual. And like I've said, probably 15 times before, like before an exam, if you can just kind of write out your charts, like you remember or flow charts or diagram or whatever, it can help you so much. And I've heard that multiple times from multiple people this summer. So yes, do exactly what Samantha said. That that visualizing, that almost like photographic memory, even if you don't have it, just like doing it so much muscle memory, you can produce that for yourself in a final and use that. And you don't even have to like, oh my gosh, I forgot. What is it again? Because you're now you're all confused because you've been reading all these fact patterns. You go ahead and write it before your final. Boom. We're going to do that for con law. I'm calling it right now. I'm going to do that for con law. I'm going to kick its butt. You guys heard it here first. When we get our grades back next semester, you'll see that we take time on the ASS. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, knock on wood. Because, you know, we're a little superstitious. But yeah, we wanted to make sure and tell all of you guys those tips. We're going to link the books below and, you know, maybe the top five generalized concepts that we found in the show notes. Since we were talking all about con law and obviously studying, we also had a lot of questions these past few months that you know we've kind of lightly touched on, but generally it's the work-life balance slash our schedules slash our routines, everything from you know our study routines to just how we balance everything. So we're just going to share that because I think it's really important, especially incoming 1Ls or maybe if you're even an incoming 2L and you think that the last year maybe didn't go as well as you wanted to because you lack had a lack of routine or didn't quite find that balance, like now's the time to start that like right before you start school or you know in your first few weeks of school to really get in the swing of things. So we just want to give you, like she said, some tips. We found a 
article, a blog by the legal duchess. She's a lawyer now, so she's already been through all this law school jazz. And she had an article specifically about how to like maintain a routine and like mental balance and mental health, you know, all the things. So we're going to basically just read off her list and then talk about that. First, she says set a routine, which I mean, we've preached that over and over again. I think the most interesting part about you know, her little blurb, obviously we'll link it below. We don't want to just recite word for word what she says, but set a routine. We've said that a thousand times, right? You know, different days are different things, whether that means Fridays or nights where you can relax and watch TV and eat pizza or Monday through Thursday, you're at work time. You have to set that routine up for yourself and get yourself organized, timely organized and everything like that. What about you, Manch? So with the routine, to make it just more of a clear picture to you guys, I can walk you through like what my routine would look like. I'll just kind of like let you know what like a typical Tuesday would look like because that's my busiest day. Actually, I'm going to share my Thursday schedule because evidence on a Tuesday is online for me. So I'll just let you know my busiest day is probably going to be Thursday. So If I have class at 8.30, which is going to be wrongful convictions, I'm probably going to be awake at 5.45 to 6. And I'm kind of like a weirdo. I don't know. I've been like prepping my waking up early for the past week like a psychopath. Like I'm literally in middle school. So I've been doing that and I've been waking up at 6. Like today I woke up at 6 and I got my day going because it just gets me, that helps me get into a routine. So On days that I'll have class at 8.30, I'm not going to be working out in the morning because I know I have to eat before I go to school because I am notoriously that person who like I'm not hungry in the morning and then once I get to class, my stomach is grumbling like crazy and it's really embarrassing. So in order to avoid that, I need to make sure I have time to eat. And then I like to probably get to the school about 30 minutes before class. So I'll get to school at 8. Um, and then, you know, read over notes or whatever, case briefs, print them out if I have to, and then go to class. So between that class and evidence at 1030, I probably have a very small break and I'll just probably look over my stuff or evidence, go to evidence class, and then I'll have another very short break where I'll just look over my things for the next class. I mean, these are like 15 minute breaks between these classes. So then I'll go to legal professions. And after that, I'll have a break from like 1.30-ish to about 7.30, which is when I have agency. So within that break, I'll go grab lunch. I'll maybe come home and take my dog out. It kind of depends on like how busy I am or like how much work I have for the next day, if I have any. So then go to agency, be back home at like 9 And that's probably when I'll eat dinner. I might eat dinner before agency. I just don't know how it's going to go yet. But that would be like my busiest day. So I wouldn't be home much. You know, I have a dog. So it's like I'm going to have to find time to come and take him out and, you know, take him on a walk. And I'll probably do that within the large break. But that's another thing to think about if you're, you know, setting up your schedule and you have pets. (laughs) On days that I don't have these incredibly full days, like you, you know, we have the same schedule, like Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Well, some Fridays will be busy, but those are the days where I'm going to be working out and relaxing a little bit, you know? And then of course the weekends just 
treating Sunday like an eight to five. Yeah. I mean, I attest to that as well. I think that everyone does it differently, obviously. I mean, I'll probably just like she said, get to class, you know, earlier, make sure I have everything in between the breaks, look over notes and stuff like that. I think that there are, you know, like some people do like yoga in the morning to like get going. Everyone does it differently. Like I've been doing just like different little morning routines to like wake myself up, you know, and I'm going to be working some days. So I'll basically just be starting my day every day at let's say 8.30. So I'll work until noon, eat lunch, go back to the school if I have to do school or do Zoom class and then take my dog out. Just like she said, if you have a dog, you really have to plan around that. Be forewarned if you don't already have one and you want to get one. Because I know I have some friends at the DA's office who got a dog and she was like, oh, it's like having a baby. And it's like, yeah, having a, do- having a puppy is like having a baby. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm so happy that I you know, had Ollie trained before I started law school, because I think right now for me would be a very tough time (laughs) to raise a puppy. But also when we say our routines, like it could change every day. I mean, as a lawyer, and we've explained this before, like things come up, there's club meetings, there's meetings with other students, like there's other things that also need to be done and you can't really set those into a routine because it's not routine and you just have to realize um, that it's okay to uh, shift from the routine and don't freak out because I know like I have been the person that I plan everything and when something pops up to my schedule where I haven't planned I get really stressed out so I've been trying to work um, on that and I'm sure there's a lot of you like that too. Oh for sure you have to be willing to you know go with the flow sometime. Also on her list was have a book free time. So that means, you know, sometime during the day where you're probably just sitting down or, you know, walking or just away from books and school stuff, whether that's watching TV or, you know, going on a walk with your dog and listening to something that doesn't have to do with school, you know, just giving yourself a break is really important. She also talks about doing fun things. I mean, you have to do something fun, whether that's go to the farmer's market on Saturday mornings, like during your week, you're probably going to have time and you should set aside one fun thing to do. Go get ice cream with a friend, uh, go take your dogs to a special dog park or the lake or something with a friend, do stuff like that. Do things that are for you. I think that's really important. Make sure you're taking time for yourself. You know, if you love live music, go see some live music. Um, if you love museums, go do that, you know, whatever it may be though. That's really important. I also think with the doing fun things, this can kind of fall into like self care and it's totally okay. If you just want to like be by yourself in your apartment and just like sit there and listen to a podcast and just relax because that's totally okay too. I know like sometimes we definitely need to like retreat from everything and just have a minute to ourselves because it can be so overwhelming having people around all the time. Yeah. You might need to like recharge and sometimes you have to be away from people. So yeah, whatever it is that makes you happy, do that. I think it can be hard sometimes to do fun things and things that make you happy in law school because you're just so focused. So another one that she gave on the list was make relationships a priority. 
it's really easy to retreat and not talk to like anyone who's not in law school when you're in law school because you're just so busy and time flies. But make sure that you're reaching out to people. Make sure that you're taking a chance to have that weekly phone call with your family or your parents or your grandparents or your aunt or uncle or cousin, whoever that you love. Make sure you're doing those things. And that's just all a part of being organized with your time, you know? Scheduling and planning, like things can go awry, but if you try to plan out like, hey, on Saturday mornings, I'm going to FaceTime with my niece, like, and you do it at least once a month, like you're doing something right. So that's the uh, important thing to remember. And last but not least, she says time management is key. And I mean, basically, I, I feel like I harped on that. This all of these things, right, is being organized with your time and recognizing that time is money and time is key and you don't have a lot of it. So you have to pick and choose what you're going to do. And sometimes it can be hard. I'm not going to lie to you guys in one L it was hard sometimes to say no to things. And you felt like you're missing out on people's parties and birthdays and, you know, big life events. And you just have to know that time is going to go by so quick. It's going to feel like not even a year has gone past and you are already at someone's next birthday. So just be a good friend when you can, when you are done with school and time is free, make sure you like you really put in time with those relationships, but you know, simply just making sure that those important relationships are a priority and that you're managing your time well can be a lifesaver in law school. Also, it's great training for you to come up with a routine and start managing your time wisely because as a lawyer, that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have so much on your plate. I know that some of the attorneys we worked for have like 200 cases. You're going to have to learn how to handle that if that's the type of work that you do. So learning to juggle it all now is going to be super beneficial in the future. So this episode is sponsored by Disciple Coffee. And actually we're drinking some right now and we love it. It's delicious, you guys. It's strong. I only put a little bit of sugar in it. That's not normal for me. And I actually really like it. So Disciple Coffee provides a monthly subscription option for individuals, couples, families, and even a whole office. Great for a law firm. With each monthly delivery, you will receive a new type of coffee from various regions around the world, whole ground and decaf options. There are no hidden fees or taxes. Each subscription plan includes coffee, sales tax, shipping costs, it's all included. Disciple Coffee ships anywhere in the U.S. And like I said, we are drinking some right now and it is very good. Yeah, we got the Nicaragua one and I'm a big fan of really strong, bold coffees. And this is exactly that. So I'm super happy. It tastes great. I'm not one to put sugar, but just a little dash of milk. Yeah. I mean, it is really good, honestly. So if you guys want to subscribe to their plan so you can get it delivered to your door, which I've told you guys before, I love having things just delivered to me because I, as a law student, do not have a lot of time to go in grocery shop. I have to plan it accordingly. So you can place an order at disciplecoffee.shop and we have a coupon for you guys, ladies who law school 15 in all caps. So that's ladies who law school 15 and you'll get 15% off your first order of a subscription plan. So again, go to www.disciplecoffee.shop and try this experience at home. We get DMs from listeners many times a week and we got one this past week that just really spoke to both me and Samantha and we wanted to share with you guys just in case 
any one of our rising law students out there having self-doubt because I know it is very strong (laughs) in this profession and, and going through this experience of going to law school, taking the LSATs, that whole thing. So I'm going to let Samantha talk a little bit about what our listener asked us and her story and Samantha's story as well. Hopefully this inspires a few of you guys. So the DM that we got basically was asking for some motivation. Apparently some people in her life were telling her that she has no shot at law school um, because of, you know, her GPA and she was really down about it. And I can totally relate. I mean, I responded to her. I kind of told her my story. And basically, I told her, like, if you're having people in your life who are telling you you're not good enough, maybe you should really rethink these relationships. But also, I let her know, like, what I went through. So my first time taking the LSAT, like, I got my score back and I was like super upset about it. I cried for like five days straight. I was telling myself like, I'm not going to go to law school. Well, that's it. Like it's over. Like, why am I even trying? I'm not going to take it again. Like that was the hardest thing ever. I don't want to do it anymore. And my parents were super supportive. They were like, no, you need to do it. Like you need to take it again. You know, you just need to go for it if you really want to. Like if you really want to be a lawyer, you've got to do it. And I had other people in my life telling me, well, your LSAT score is not that great. So like maybe you shouldn't be going to law school, right? And these people are not in my life anymore because, you know, they obviously weren't supporting me. But um, I struggled with that because it was people that I really cared about that would say that to me. And I kind of had to think about at the time, like I really didn't notice it while it was going on. It wasn't affecting me that much. But looking back, I could definitely see that I did have self-doubt like, okay, so should I take it again? Like my parents are telling me that I can totally do it, that I need to take it again. And I have other people like saying, oh, well, you know, is it even worth it if you're not going to go to a top law school? And the things that the thing that I told this girl was that if you are, if you know deep down that you want to do this, and this goes for anyone who's going to grad school, medical school, any kind of career choice, if you see yourself doing that and you're passionate about it and you know that's what you want, nobody's comments are going to unmotivate you because your passion trumps all of that, you know? So for me, at least, I knew that whatever these people said, like at the end of the day, I didn't care. I was going to take the LSAT again. I was going to go to law school no matter what it took because I wanted it. I wanted it so badly. And I think that is really important, right? And I guess we're bringing this up because if you're in this situation where you have people in your life maybe saying like, oh, well, you're not, you know, smart enough, kind of like the L Woods thing, like what? Yeah. You have to look at yourself and think, okay, well, do I want it bad enough to show these people like to, I don't care what you say, like, I'm going to do what I want to do because I know that this is right for me. And it's totally okay if you think back and you're like, well, am I just doing this for some other reason? You know? And I feel like that if you have passion behind it and you're motivated and you know that you want to do it, no one's going to come in your way. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think it's sadly human instinct to like shoot people down and some people are just hurt people hurt people 
you know, and I think like Samantha said, evaluating the relationships in your life. I mean, I didn't personally go through this because I was so lucky that everyone around me was so supportive. But I mean, in the small little instances of people, you know, trying to bash the fact that I was doing something better for myself, you know, they're just unhappy and you need to do what's right for you. And it can be so hard whenever it's someone you really care about that's saying these things or you really care about their opinion. But, you know, people get told every day that they're not good enough. And that's what separates the boys from the men. You know, you got to rise to the occasion and really just get out there. And if you want it bad enough, it will work out. And I look at Samantha as a true testament to that as someone telling her that she's not good enough. She continues to persevere, ends up going to law school and is doing great things. Like that's what matters. If you want it bad enough, you'll become a lawyer no matter what. That's what the end game is, right? It's not even going to law school. It's becoming a lawyer. And I think this also can tie into like imposter syndrome, like when you've already gone through, and I, I'm guessing that's why. I, I don't know why. <laughs> it's just so exciting, though, because you we've come so far, and I think these past few weeks that have been huge. I mean, we have been giving our words and our wisdom and our testimony to so many of you guys out there privately, and I wanted you to tell them because I know how hard it can be when someone shoots you down and tells you that you're not good enough, and that's just not the case. Like. And I'm just like, it makes me honestly really happy that you're emotional right now, even though that's weird to say, because it just shows how much this means to you and how big of a dream this was. And like, if that's the way you feel, truly, no one can stand in your way because screw them. Exactly. And if you've made it to law school at this point, like that's what we preach. Like you've done it. Like you don't have to have like this imposter syndrome telling you that you're not good enough because someone may have said that to you at one point, because the fact that you're in law school, you're in the top, what is it? 2% of educated people in the world. Like remind yourself of that, you know? And I constantly have to remind myself of that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I get emotional just because I think of like how thinking back to those times where I was doubting myself so much and looking now a year later, it's just crazy, you know? Yeah. And how, whenever you surround yourself with really like-minded, good, genuine people, you find yourself, you know, boosted up by them and happy. And I just hope that, you know, you guys can have the same experience that we've had in law school. And if not, you know, having that right now, we can help guide you some way or someone in this community can help you do that as well. We have a lot of great people in our Facebook group who are like with open arms, ready to give advice. So, you know, we can't hit every single point. I mean, everyone's situation is so different, but you know, if you ever have any questions or anything about law school or just your life and how law school is affecting it, like join our Facebook group, everyone's really supportive. It's all, you know, confidential. And, um, you know, we would love to hear more of your stories too. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as always. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to letting you guys know how our first week of school went. Um, in next week's episode, we will have, um, the lowdown on how 2L is starting out. Exactly. And also, um, We've already announced it, but the gray sweatshirts that you guys have been begging for, they were out of stock for a while, but they're back in stock and you can purchase them. And we've been promised, according to the printing company, that 
all orders will be fulfilled. So fingers crossed that they do. But like I said, they're available. We have stickers, we have gifts. So be on the lookout for that. We are really thankful for all of your support. And as always, you guys, don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen. Uh, We are on all the platforms now. And rate and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts for sure and give us five stars. Yes. Thank you guys. And we'll talk to you again next week. Bye guys. Bye.